Okay. Uh, tonight is Wednesday night, um, May, well, March 4th. This is the women's uh, Mishnah Gemara share. We're doing Inyani Purim tonight. Okay, Rabotai, we're going to do something for Purim tonight. And if you take the sheet that we distributed, we're going to see... An interesting Gemara and a machloikis between the Rambam and Toysus. Okay. Um, the Gemara is in Masechas Megillah, Davdalit Omid Aleph. And um, we're going to read two segments of the Gemara. On the top of the page, this is the Davdalit Omid Aleph, and then a couple of lines later. Amar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, Chayav Adam likrot et ha-megila balayla. Where are you? Source Aleph. Source Aleph. It's okay. Chayav Adam, top of the page. Chayav Adam likrot et ha-megila balayla. One is obligated to read the Megillah at night and to repeat it during the day. Shine'emar Elohai Ekra Yomam I will call unto you HaKadosh Baruch and will you not answer me? Vilayla I will call at, to you at night and hopefully you will not remain silent unto me. End of discussion. End of statement. So, um, I'm just going to tell you that Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi is an Amoraic sage. Amoraic sage. So if I tell you that he's an Amoraic sage, what should you infer from his statement? What should you infer from his statement? The fact that he's Amoraic sage and not Tanaitic sage. What might you infer simply by virtue of the fact that he is an Amoraic sage? So what you will... Uh, what you can and should uh, infer is that there is no Tanaitic source to formulate this halacha. Because if there was a Tanaitic source, I wouldn't need an Amoraic uh, source, which is a couple of hundred years later, to formulate the halacha. In the Mishnah, they never heard of reading the Megillah at night. Never heard of reading the Megillah at night. The Mishnah, there is another, I should have put this one source down, you'll just look it up tonight. Uh, there are no big games tonight, the Knicks are playing, but that doesn't mean anything. So, no Rangers are not playing. So, um, you can look it up, it's Tavchaf Amur Aleph. The Mishnah in Megillah tells us about many activities that are limited to daytime hours, and that lichatchila, you should wait until sunrise to perform those mitzvot. But if you did them as early as alot hashachar, dawn, you ayotze the mitzvah. But lichatchila, you should wait until sunrise. So one of the illustrations is a brit milah. Brit milah, you're supposed to wait until sunrise. Um, Kriyat HaMegillah is another one of those illustrations that the Mishnah mentions. And it says that it's kosher all day. You can read the Megillah of daytime all day. There's not a word about, what about reading at night? What might be the parameters? When can I start reading the Megillah? Are there any limitations? No discussion about Kriyat HaMegillah at night. Apparently, during 
Tanaitic times, there was no mitzvah of reading the Megillah at night. And this has not come to a shock. There are many practices which we observe which developed over times. And nobody ever said, you know what? The Mesorah. What's going on? The Mesorah. Why are you making a change? No one ever said that. From the time of the Tanaim to the Amorim. For example, in the time of the Mishnah, they never heard of blowing the shofar before Shmon Esrei. What we call Kiot Demiyushav. The blowing of the shofar right after the Haftarah, it doesn't exist in the time of the Mishnah. Somebody added it. What the reason is? There are plenty of reasons. They added an additional 30 sounds prior to the repetition of the Shmon Esrei. Right? So here, an Amoraic sage is telling us, not only should you read the Megillah during the day, but you should read it at night as well. And he cites that Pasuk from Tehillim that you're supposed to. That you're supposed to. He darshans the Pasuk. Trust me, the Pasuk in Tehillim had nothing to do with Kriya Samagila. It can't, obviously. Good. Now, go a couple of lines later, the second bracketed unit, which states, Itbar Nami, Omar Rabbi Chelbo, Omar Ula Beira'ah, Rabbi Chelbo said in the name of a person by the name of Ula from the city of Beira'ah, Chayav Adam Likrot et Hamigilah Balayla, Vilishanot He too said you should read the Megillah at night and repeat it during the day. Shine'emar, Lema'an Yizamercha Chavod Vilo Yidom, Hashem Alokaili Olam Odeka. So he says the exact same halacha, but he quotes a different pasuk. So my question will be, what does he see in his pasuk that the first Amoraic sage did not see in his pasuk, and therefore I got to come up with a different pasuk? Why do I have to come up with a different pasuk? What does the second pasuk have to do with daytime and nighttime? Right. Okay, so right, it doesn't. The Pasuk doesn't, but Rashi adds, if you look at Rashi, I bracketed on the right-hand side, Yizamercha Chavod Bayom. That is a reference to daytime. How did Rashi know that? I have no idea. In the text, it doesn't say anything about day and night. Velo Yidom is Balayla. And the fact that you should not remain silent, that's at night. How did Rashi know that? So that's part of our discussion tonight. So if you remember, I'm not sure how many years ago, I once shared with you the Rav's perspective that the reading, and tonight we're not going to repeat that, the reading of the Megillah at night is not connected to Purim. It's connected to Tanis Esther. To Tanis Esther. And that is why the Mishnah Brewer says that Lechatchila, we should not eat until after the Megillah is read at night. In theory, the fast is over when the fast is over. And that's it. So whenever the fast is over, half hour after Shkia, at Shkia, now there's a separate mitzvah to read the Megillah. And theoretically, you should be able to eat as much as you want prior to the Megillah. The recommendation and the practice of all of Am Yisrael is to read the Megillah while you are still fasting. And it's on account of the fact that Ta'anit Esther is very different than any other fast during the year. All the other fasts, at least those legislated Midrabanan, are designed to commemorate tragedies of Am Yisrael and the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed those tragedies to happen and begged us to improve our behavior. Yom Kippur has nothing to do with that. Nothing. I'm talking about the rabbinically mandated fasts. So, Shiva Sabatamuz, Asar Bateves, Song Gedalia, Tisha B'Av are all fasts 
to petition HaKadosh Baruch Hu to restore his relationship with us. And I think we all fasted this past Asar B'teves. And unfortunately, our fast and prayers fell on deaf ears. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not rebuild the Beit HaMikdash for us on, uh, after Asar B'teves. And they all have that phenomenon. Because when HaKadosh Baruch Hu does respond, we are told by Zechariah, Zechariah, that all of the fast days are going to ch- turn into festivals. All four rabbinic fasts are going to be festivals. Asar Tainus Esther is the one fast which we commemorate because HaKadosh Baruch Hu did respond to us at the time. We were in trouble. Haman had his little plot. Mordechai assembled everybody to pray. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu responded. We hardly lost anybody. And we defeated Haman. So Tanis Esther is a very unusual fast. And we read the Megillah to highlight the fact that our fast and prayers were responded to as evidence in the Megillah itself. That was the Rav's theory. Today, we're going to see something else as to what might be the reading of the Megillah at night and what essentially differentiates it from the reading during the day. Because don't forget, all of the mitzvot of Purim are only daytime mitzvot. If you have a su'uda at night, you satisfy your stomach. But you will not fulfill the mitzvah of Sudat Purim. You have to eat the meal during the day. If you give Mishloach Manot at night, you do not fulfill the mitzvah of Mishloach Manot. That's why Nerod asked me uh, if they can, instead of deliver the Mishloach Manot, they want to have it here in the shul, and after Kriya Samagila, you'll pick up your Mishloach Manot. I said, that's fine and dandy. But I said to them, uh, you can't fulfill the mitzvah of Manot by gifts that you get and receive at night. It's got to be during the day. So I wrote, make, make sure you give something during the day too. Same thing, Matanot Levionim. If you give tzedakah at night, of course it's a mitzvah tzedakah. But it's not Matanot Levionim. So it stands to reason that Kriyas HaMegillah should have been only during the daytime as well. And that's the way the Mishnah perceived it. It's only during the day. However, these Amoraic sages felt there is a necessity to read it at night as well and to repeat it during the day. They will acknowledge that the daytime one is more significant and we're going to try to identify that today. today. And just as an aside, this is now the second year that I can remember... Uh, now that we've been turning the clock a lot earlier, never used to have an issue of turning daylight savings time before Purim. The la- I think two years ago or last year it happened. And people who have to go to work, in theory you should not read the Megillah till 7.15, which is sunrise um, on Tuesday morning. Sunrise. So they're going to be two minyanim earlier and I'm just going to tell people, it's a bidyevet. You're not supposed to read, but it, okay, so you got to work. You'll be yotzei to mitzvah. But lechatchila, you're supposed to wait until sunrise in order to be mekayin the mitzvah of Kriya Samagila. I thought you were going to worry that the time is, is going to be longer. It is. That's, that's, also, that's also something to worry about. But that, nothing you can do about that. Nothing you can do about that. Take, for example, the... Uh, um, the Moel family, um, Katzenstein, will never do a bris before sunrise. Never. You don't want. You want to do it earlier? Get somebody else. We're not doing a bris before sunrise. Uh, <clears throat> fine. So now let's see. Um, in order to get this thing started, if you now look on the bottom of that section, I bracketed a tosafot. Tosafot reads, Chayav Adam Likrot Etamigilah. Everybody have it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're on the same side of the page? <laughs> Good. Good. 
חייב אדם לקרוא את המגילה בלילה שנות וביום. אומר רי, אף על גב דמברך זמן בלילה, even though we recite a shehechayanu on the reading of the Megillah at night, chozer umivarech oto bayom. We repeat the shehechayanu during the day. Now, before you look at the next words, keep your finger on the place. Give me an example of where a mitzvah is done multiple times and we do not recite a shehechayanu both times. What? Chanukah. Chanukah, it's eight day yantiv. We only recite the Shachiyana the first night. Sukkah is a seven day yantov. The first night you go into the sukkah, you make a Shachiyana. The rest of the time you don't make a Shachiyana. So why would you now recite a Shachiyana if the mitzvah is repeated twice? You should make a Shachiyana only at night. And we'll see that that's exactly what the Rambam says. But Tosfos is not. Okay, so that's exactly where we're headed. Good, you're thinking. Good, good. So the question is, why would you recite? So Tosfos gives an answer, and he writes, "The ikar parsume nisa have a bekriya diyamama," because the primary mitzvah of parsume nisa is only during the day, not at night. So although there is some Parsume Nisa at night, it's not the primary mitzvah of, of, uh, of Purim. Okay. Yet at Hanukkah, the primary mitzvah of Parsume Nisa is the candles which you do at night. Correct. Mitzvah, but there's no daytime practice, that's why. There's no pra- daytime practice. No, they're saying it's because Parsume Nisa happens during the day? No, 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 no. No. So... Now, Tosfos doesn't tell me why the Ikar mitzvah of pers- the Ikar Persumi Nitzvah is doing... Tosfos doesn't tell me why. He just makes a statement. So we're going to try to augment what is running through Tosfos' mind. Why is there greater mitzvah during the day than at night? Aside from the fact that all of the mitzvot of Purim take place during the day. Aside from that uh, issue. So I... Sorry, yes. Are you saying that the person Persuminisa is the Shalchmanus or the costumes? What's the person? I'm sorry. I don't the know. primary Persuminisa is the Kriya Samagila. That's considered. Of course. Okay. You read the story. That what does Persuminisa mean? To be to publicize the miracle. Like out of the shul, so I was confused. Like meaning. No. Okay, Purim. Okay, that's the Purim and Pesach. Persuminisa is only amongst us folks. Hanukkah, there is a mitzvah to be mefarsing the miracle even to Gentiles. Even to Gentiles. But Purim, it's only a story and it's done through Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat. So the reading of the Megillah is the primary way of doing it. So why is it more during the day and at night? In fact, if you mistakenly, there are probably more people in shul especially women at night as opposed to during the day and it's wrong you should if you can only make one reading make sure you read the Megillah during the day not so much at night yeah they don't even have during the day correct it's only at night I know and they just didn't understand what's going on yes I know that's true That's why they, they don't have a... I don't know. I don't know. Of course, you got to go to work. Exactly. Good. So now let's try to see a perspective uh, about the reading during the day. I'm going to f- pose a question. The Mishnah, we learned this when we did the topic of Hallel. There is a... Mishnah in Masechet Erchen, which tells us the 18 days a year that you're obligated to recite Hallel. They are 8 days of Sukkot, 8 days of Hanukkah, 1st day of Pesach, and the 1st day of Shavuot. In Chutz Laaretz, we have 2 days Yantav, it's 21 days. The ninth day of Sukkot, which is Simchas Torah, 
than the second day of Pesach and the second day of Shavuot. Why is there no halal on Purim? Purim? Just as much of a miracle, in fact, to some extent, a greater miracle. Because we were redeemed, not just spiritually, we were spared physically. If not for the intervention of Mordechai and Esther, who worked in HaKadosh Baruch behind the scenes, we would have been killed. Why is there no Hallel? So, what? That's one answer in the Gemara. So take a look at source Bet, which is a Gemara in Megillah, and Daf Yudal and Answers, so the question which the Gemara asked is, why don't you recite Hallel on Purim? So look at the fourth line in the middle of the line on, in the Gemara section of Megillah. Answer. Tova, you just hit first answer of the Gemara. omrim halel al You don't say halel on a miracle that takes place out of Eretz Yisrael. Asks the Gemara, well, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim didn't take place in Eretz Yisrael, so why do we say halel? So the Gemara answers, I don't want to waste a lot of time on it, once you get into Eretz Yisrael, it's limited only to Eretz Yisrael. Before you get into Eretz Yisrael, you can say Hallel on anything. Fine. That's what the Gemara answered in line 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Also, you'd see it in the whole concept of freedom. It's not just about right. the miracle. That right. But that's what the Gemara says. Then, uh, four lines from the bottom, it says, Rav Nachman Omar. Rav Nachman says, Kriyata Zuhalela. You know why you don't have to say Hallel? Because you have the Megillah. The Megillah serves as Hallel. We read the Megillah, and by reading it, we are saying thank you to the Ribbon Shalolam for doing what he did. And in fact, and in fact, the Haggadah should be Hallel. Also. The Haggadah has Hallel in it. It does. What? Right? But that's because there are four brachot. Okay. Because uh, the Haggadah is a made-up text. There's no, no, no. There's no formal Haggadah text. We made it up. But the text of this is part of Tanakh. Torah And indeed, Rishonim say, if somebody lives in a community where there is no Megillah to be read, you recite the Hallel. You say Hallel. No reason not to recite Hallel. Now, look at all of the Chagim. When is Hallel recited generally during the Chagim? Only during the day. Okay, because, because that's... Okay, so you're, it's a good question. But the answer to that question is that although we call it Hallel, it's a different type of Hallel, Pesach at night. Notice that there is no bracha prior to the recitation of Hallel in the Haggadah. We don't say, A lot of people say Hallel. That's correct. That's not that's quoted. That's not part. That's correct. That's Parsumenisa Betzibur. That's Parsumenisa Betzibur. Some say that that bracha covers the Hallel. Uh, it used to be pure Ashkenaz versus Chesidim. Ashkenaz shuls never recited Hallel and Shul Pesach at night. All Chesidish shuls said Hallel Pesach at night. That changed with the Rav. The Rav believed that you should say Hallel in the Beit Knesset, and since three quarters at least of the rabbis in shuls across the United States are Talmidim of the Rav, or of his of his, of his Talmidim, therefore most shuls today say Hallel. And that's with a bracha. With a bracha. That's correct. In B'nai Yishurin, they don't say Hallel. They do not say Hallel in B'nai Yishurin, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. But we definitely, the Nusasfar, I'm sure, does. But we certainly, we recite Hallel. 
But in, on the, in the Haggadah, nobody makes a bracha. And the difference is, if you have to be told to do something, that means your halal is not spontaneous. So the halal during the Haggadah is a little different type of halal. It's what we call shira, which is a spontaneous outburst of emotional response to that which we just recited in the Haggadah. Halel, which we're talking about, is based on a command. You know what? There was an episode that happened 3,000 years ago. Chachamim say, please recite the Halel. Pesach at night, that's not the reason why we say Halel, because anybody's telling us. We're supposed to recreate the events of Yitzhak Mitzrayim to experience as if I'm going out of Mitzrayim last night, and therefore the Hallel recitation is uh, a spontaneous outburst, just as the Shira, Az Yashir Moshe, was at the Yamsuf. Nobody told them to go say Shira. That was, they just decided. They saw HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, at that particular time, and they uh, decided to recite the Shira. So, a recita- so the purpose of the Megillah then is to serve as the recitation of Hallel. So now let's begin to see what's running through Tosos's mind. At night you recite a bracha of Shechianu because what mitzvah are you fulfilling by reading the Megillah at night? The mitzvah of Persuminisa. The mitzvah of reading the Megillah. So it's the first time that you are doing it, hence you recite the Hallel. However, during the day, in addition to Parsumi Nisa, what else is the what else is the reading of the Megillah? It's the Hallel. Since it has an additional fulfillment, it serves the purpose of the recitation of Hallel, as the recitation of Hallel does on Hanukkah. Therefore, when we read the Megillah the second time, claims Toisvis, I make a Shechayana a second time. Because Ikar Krias HaMegillah Biyom. In what way is the Ikar? Because it fulfills the double role. It's to be publicizing the miracle, Parsume Nisa, plus it fulfills the requirement of the recitation of Hallel. Recitation of Hallel. And therefore, therefore, Teisva says, it requires the Shechianu twice. And that is Ashkenazic practice. If you follow the Rambam, like Svardim do, they don't recite Shechianu twice. Because the Rambam says you only say, and we're going to explain the Rambam in a second. And then, therefore they only say it during the day? Only during the day. No, they say it only at night. They recite the Hallel only at night. So I'm gonna I know I'm gonna get to that a little later. So now now I want to go back to the Gemara for a second. In light of what we just suggested, can you tell me what the second Amora Amoraic sage? What did he Rabbi Chelvo in the name of um, Ula Beira'a. Why did he change the Pasuk from the first Amoraic sage? What did he see in the second Pasuk that did not exist in the first? Exactly! Yizamercha to sing praises. Hallel. The first Pasuk quoted by that first sage it just a calling out. When do you call out to God? When you're in crisis. And you hope that He will respond. And that's why you say, uh, I'm going to call out to God at night. I hope HaKadosh Baruch Hu will not uh, uh, treat us that He's not going to answer. And I will call Him at night and I hope he will not be silent. Velo dumili. 
So that looks at Kriyas HaMegillah in a totally different vein. It's not necessarily the recitation of Hallel to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but it's a recreation of the crisis that existed at the time of Haman, Mordechai, and Esther. That's what it is. But it's not a Kiyum and Hallel. Says Rabbi Chelba, ne, 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 ne. I want to let you know that the recitation of the Megillah has a different dimension. And which, what did Rashi add on the word Leman Yizamercha? What did Rashi add? Leman Yizamercha. Bayom. How did Rashi know that that was, that phrase is referring to daytime? Because you only recite Hallel during the day. And Velo Hashem Elohai has a manzamech chavot, Velo Yidom. Velo Yidom means that God won't be silent and He will respond to us. That refers to the Kriyas Megillah at night, which does not have Zimra, Shira, song, ecstasy associated with the recitation and the reading of the Megillah. So these very simple additions that Rashi makes, that liman yizamercha, firstly, the change in pasuk is indicative of his idea that the, the Kriyas HaMegillah includes the recitation of the Hallel. And that, as Rashi correctly notes, is only Bayom. Only Bayom does not take place at night. Does not take place at night. Oh, I, I actually had this, uh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the bottom source on the right, there is a rather lengthy list of activities which only take place during the day. Kol Hayom Kasher Lekriya Samagila. Ulakriyas Halel. Ulatkiya Shofar. Can't blow shofar at night. Ulanatilas Lulav. We only take the Lulav during the day. Ulatfilas Hamusafin. And then there are lots of other activities that take place in the Mikdash. The rest of the list are activities that take place in the Mikdash. Besam Mikdash is closed at night. It only operates during the day. Four lines from the bottom. It says, Kol halayla kosher l'ksiras haomer. You can count the omer all night. Or lehekter chalavim ve'evarim. And to burn the limbs that were not burnt during the day, you can burn them all night. What does it not say in the Mishnah? What does it not say under this category? L'kriyas ha'megillah. Kol halayla kshera l'kriyas ha'megillah. It doesn't say it. Why doesn't it say it? Because there ain't no Kriyas HaMegillah at night, according to the Mishnah. That's why the Amoraic sages added it. Because they felt you should read the Megillah daytime and evening. But that's the Mishnah. Now, flip, now you can flip the page... <laughs> And look first at source hay. Source hay on the left hand side, which is the Rambam in Hilchas Chanukah. And it's Halacha Vav, last, next to the last line of Halacha Vav. Velo tiknu halel bepurim, shekriyas hamigila, hu hahalel. The Rambam, there are three answers in the Gemara. Rambam accepts this answer. Not because it was in Chutz La'aretz. Not because there is another answer in the Gemara. Namely, that um, are we st- have we, did Purim liberate us completely? 
or are we still to some extent it wasn't a complete ge'ulah it was a temporary fleeting one and even when we won Ahasuerus was still the king so until you can rid yourself of any tyrant and being completely in control by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it doesn't work. That's another answer in the Gemara. But the Rambam only quotes the one because the Megillah has its role as Hallel. I don't have to legislate the recitation of Hallel. Good. Now, look at above section in Halacha Gimel. In Halacha Gimel. Mitzvah Likrot et kula. There is a mitzvah to read the entire Megillah Sester. Not everybody agreed. There are Tanaim in the Mishnah that say you only have to read certain sections. Some say you're supposed to start with Perik Vav. Where does it say you have to read the whole Megillah? So there are three opinions. How much of the Megillah you got to read? The Rambam Paskins and is our practice that we read the entire Megillah. <coughs> and there is a mitzvah to read it day and night. And the entire night, now that we have a Kriya Samagillah at night, you're allowed to read the Megillah all night. The Kol Hayom and the entire daytime period is acceptable for during the day. And at night you make three brachot at night, uh, during the day, you do not repeat the Shechianim. You do not repeat the Shechianim. Now, um, now, you could have said, what would you be tempted to say in light of our discussion tonight? What would you be tempted to say in light of our discussion tonight? He thinks it's just one mitzvah. They're saying it's just one mitzvah. That what? There is no mitzvah of Hallel. No, no, no. Why would you not repeat the Shechiano? In light of the discussion tonight. No, oh, that's going to be the answer. You're one step ahead. That's very good, but you're one step ahead. We already covered it the night but, before. But, so whatever exists at night exists during the day and nothing more. The reading of Megillah at night is exactly like the reading during the day. If it's the exact repetition of a practice, you don't say Shechianu twice. So why did we say Tosfot said you should add a Shechianu? Because of what additional dimension of reading the Megillah is there? Halal. So what might you be tempted to say about Rambam's position? Does the reading of the Megillah equal Halal? Well, I showed you the other Rambam. Didn't the Rambam say that we don't say Halal because of what? The reading of the Megillah? So now... What question do you want to ask Moshe Ben Maimon? Why don't you say a Shechianu twice? Once at night, because it's the mitzvah of Kriyas HaMegillah at Parsumi Nisa, and once in the morning, because it represents Halif. Answers, Ms. Goldschmidt. Answers, says the Rambam to himself, we never say Shechianu on Hallel. Think about all of the mitzvot of a Yom Tov. Here's the question. Do we only recite a Shechianu on the day, on the sanctity of the day? Or do we also recite a second Hallel in conjunction with unique mitzvot of that day? Shechianu. 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 Okay, so now think. 
When you take your lulav the first day, do you make shechianu? Yes. yes, we do. Even though we said shechianu at night. What? Or Correct. That's for the yom tov. And for the sukkah, because you're going into the sukkah. Good. Do you make shechianu by tkiyah shofar? Answer is yes. Why? Because it's a mitzvah which I have an opportunity. I didn't blow the shofar since last Rosh Hashanah. Thank you, God, for enabling me to live and blow the shofar again. So when you have, when we read Shirashirim, we make a Shechianu on the first day of Pesach, on the last day of Pesach. When we read Koheles on Shabbos Cholmite Sukkot, we make a Shechianu. Second day of Shavuos, we make a Shechianu when we recite Megillah Rut. Even though we made a Shechianu by Kiddush at night. Because every unique mitzvah of the Yom Tov earns its own Shechianu. But Hallel for some reason doesn't. When I recite Hallel on the first day of Sukkot, I should have said, then Shechianu on the first day of Yantav. Same thing with the first day of Pesach. Should have said Shechianu. So Rambam says, why would I tell you to make a Shechianu on the second day because of the addition of the recitation of the Kiyom of Hallel when a bracha of Shechianu is never recited on Hallel? So the Rambam agrees theoretically the mitzvah of the reading of Megillah during the day is an amplified one. It has something that the reading at night does not have. Namely, the mitzvah of reading, of, of saying Halit. But that doesn't mean that it necessarily warrants a Shechianu a second time because Shechianu is never ever recited in conjunction with the mitzvah of Halal. I don't know why. It's a very good question. Why shouldn't it? It's a separate mitzvah of the Chag. Just like taking a lulav. Just like uh, blowing shofar. Just like reading the Megillot. It's a little difficult. I don't have a good answer. We should do like we do on Rosh Hashanah. When you say Shachiana during the day, you should put on your clothes. Or... That's the second day of Yantav only. No, I'm saying That's the second day. No, no, but you, First not, day you can wear a new suit. You don't need a new suit. No, 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 but I'm saying because you're not sure if you really should be saying the Shechianu. On the first day? No, in the morning of Purim. No, no. Oh, oh, so, uh, oh, to, uh, just, uh, just like that. Just like uh, take a little, uh, a little fig. Right. Bring a fig to the Megillah. <laughs> or wear a new suit. <laughs> okay. Now, so that's what we do, is we have in mind for all the others. For all the others. Right. But Rambam says you don't do that. Rambam says there's no Shechianu on uh, Mishloch Manot and Sudat. There's no Mishloch. There's no Shechianu. What? How come we say a bracha for the Megillah? Oh, the first time. But the first time, the first I go, the first person in Mishloch Manot to, I don't make a bracha. Correct. That's that's a different question. It's a good question. The answer, in short, is because any time there is a mitzvah between Adam lechavero. There is never a bracha. You know why? Maybe the person will say, no thanks. Thank you so much. I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. That's why there's no mitzvah of bracha by tzedakah. There's no mitzvah by machzir aveda. Whenever, it's the question, we shine and ask that question. Why by mitzvot shebein adam lechavero don't we make a bracha? And the answer, the standard answer is because it depends on somebody being the recipient. Maybe he'll, want, he'll decline. And then you'll have made a bracha for no reason but, at all. But the, but the, the mitzvah of having a seudah, Okay, that's a, it's a good question. I don't have a good answer for that. Why don't you make a shechianu on a, or, or a bracha? So, it's a good question. Don't know? I don't, yeah, if it had, I know. That's correct. If it had kiddush, it would be fine. Yes. Now, if you look on source Vav, this is the Rush, he agrees with Tosvot. 
In the line number two, it says, "Va'amar Rabbi Yishu ben Levi, Chayav Adam likrot et Hamigilah ba'Layl u'Shanotah ba'Yom." Shne'emar ek Elohai ek Rayomam v'lo Tanali v'lo Demiyali. Haya Omer Rabbeinu Tam. The Rabbeinu Tam used to say, "Afal pi shebirech zman ba'Layla, Choser u'Mevarech zman af ba'Yom." So the Rabbeinu Tam, the Rush citing the Rabbeinu Tam agrees with Tosvot that you should recite a Shekhyanu both times. And he uses the same language. The Ikar Kriata Hevebayom Yoter Mibalaila. Because the reading of the Megillah at night is more important than during the day. During the day is more important than at night. And finally, one other point is made about this based on a prak- on a takana called the Yom Haknisa. The Mishnah in Maseches Megillah tells us that in villages where they may not have had somebody capable of reading the Megillah, Chachamid made a special allowance for them to read the Megillah on the Monday or Thursday before Purim. Village people only came into the Big Apple only on Mondays and Thursdays. For two reasons. Mondays and Thursdays were market days, so they brought their produce to be sold in the big city. And Monday and Thursday, the courts were in session to resolve all disputes. So this year, Purim is a Tuesday. People from the villages never came into town on a Tuesday. So they allowed them to read the Megillah on Monday. When they came into town, they read the Megillah on Monday. Even when it was a Tanis. Even if if it was a Tanis. Makes no difference. Makes no difference. They read the Megillah on Monday. So under those circumstances, what day of the month would the Megillah be read? On the 13th. If Purim was a Wednesday, it would be the Monday before, so the Megillah would be read on the 12th. If Purim was a Sunday, it would be read the previous Thursday, which is the 11th of the month of Adar. Because you can't read it on Shabbos, Friday they're not coming in, and so Sunday, so Thursday, the Thursday before, is always when they read it. Just one second. Says the Ran in Source Zion, they did not make those village people read the Megillah at night. Only during the day. Because, number one, they would never have come at night, because it's too dangerous to walk from the villages to the town at night. And the second reason is not only going to come, the primary mitzvah is during the day. So if the primary mitzvah is during the day, you don't have to trouble people to walk into town at night, even if they would have. <coughs> Again, supporting the notion that Kriat HaMegillah during the day is the primary reading. Yes? I can get your ones at time if you're going to do the day, but this is changing the date. I mean, it says clearly in the Megillah when you're supposed to read this. I don't understand. I mean, we all go out of our ways to do it. So make them... Okay. So the rabbis had an inference from the text. The, to- the text says that you're supposed to read the Megillah bismanehem. Translate that. In their day... No, that doesn't say market days. In their days... There are multiple days available. That's how they derived it. Because normally there's a fixed day. It can only everybody can do it only one day. Regular cities on the fourteenth, walled cities only on the fifteenth. So what does it have to say Bismanehem? Bismano would have been the right phrase. Whatever your proper time is. So they darshaned those extra dates, Yud Aleph, Yud Bet, and Yud Gimel. Those are called the Yom. Haknisa, the day when the people come into the city. Knisa, Yom Haknisa. It's the first mission in Masechus Megillah. Interesting that they open up the topic. It's so hard to understand how Rabbi Yunanasi 
added to the Mishnah with a topic that is not exactly the most important thing about, uh, you know, uh, I got to worry about a special case that these guys... Why don't you talk about the regular Purim first? Yeah. And if you would say right now to people, okay, you can do it Sunday during the day. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can't compare their lives. Then. Of course not. Because. You get your car. Exactly. You drive. That's why. Of course. It's a very accommodating rabbinate. They understood that. It's not easy. Of course. But what I don't understand is if originally in the time of Tanaim they did it at night. No, they didn't. They didn't have... Only during the day. Never at night. And now there's a lot of arguments why the day is important, but why aren't they arguing why the night is important since that wasn't the usual... Oh, so they're arguing why is the day more important that's what we spoke about okay. but the night is there was somebody they decided you should read the McGill at night too yeah, yeah. yes I think uh, one point that wasn't made but it's important it's just, like it says in the Hebrew one right so it's not why that's why all the mitzvot are applicable during the day because of that phrase, Yom Mishteves Simcha. That's exactly it. And the next phrase is, Umishloach Manot Ishloreyu, Umatanot Yonim. That's the way it is. That's exactly it. That's how Chazal understood the mitzvot on Noheg only during the day. Because of that one word, Yom Mishteves Simcha. Yes. Even though the word Yom in that Pasuk does not mean daytime. It means a day of. And you can have a day of at night too. And that happens so often in the Torah. When the Torah says, mm-hmm. To take the lulav on the first day. Does that mean daylight? That's not what the word bayom means. Daylight hours. What does bayom harishon mean? On the first day. It could have been at night. But they darshaned. It's not the pshat. They darshaned. It says bayom. We're going to be do it only during the day. But it's but you're right. Yeah. All right. We'll stop here and we will are people coming Shushan Purim? Yeah, I don't see any.